Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. I'm Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for listening, my friends. It's always good to have you here. I am excited because this week I've got a fantastic leader who's going to share some awesome wisdom with us, and I can't wait to get into our conversation. Uh, but before I do, I do need to say thank you to our sponsor for this episode, uh, the SundaySchool.store. Um, if you haven't heard of this site website, you really should check it out. If you're looking for affordable biblical curriculum, you really need to check it out, especially if you're in a smaller to medium-sized church. They've got stuff designed just for you. And so I want to encourage you to go check it out. It's, like I say, biblically sound, relevant for kids. Um, you're going to find a lot of great stuff over there. And they've got a lot of free stuff as well as paid stuff. So just go check it out. Head over to sundayschool.store and take a look. The link's going to be in our show notes. But again, thank you for their support uh, of our podcast. We really appreciate it. So thank you, sundayschool.store for helping out the KMC podcast. Well, my guest today, I finally get her on the episode on a podcast. We've I've I've talked to her a couple of times at Children's Pastors Conference on and off. Um, and but this year I got her. So I'm super excited to get Melissa McDonald on. Yay. Um, yay. Finally, it's so good to have you on. Um I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I mean you I know a lot of people do know you. I mean, you've been a speaker for a long time. You're a coach. You are on the board uh, with the International Network of Children's Ministries. Um, you do a lot of extensive work um, with the Christian Missionary Alliance, right? So, yeah. um, but just in case somebody's been living under a rock uh, and doesn't know you, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about where who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, I feel like uh, most of us have been living under a rock for the last couple of years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no shame here. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. No, yeah, so I'm Melissa J. McDonald. It's kind of my branding. Um, I was a children's pastor for a number of years, was a missionary working with kids uh, in an international school as their counselor and chaplain for a while. And then I uh, moved back to the States and I live in Iowa. Uh, for 10 years, I led children's ministry and disciple making for the Christian Missionary Alliance denomination. And in the last couple of years, I've gone independent and uh, have my own business of coaching and helping leaders lead in children's ministry and anywhere. So I get to do all of basically the same things uh, that I love to do. And I have a lot more freedom to work with whomever I want to and whomever I feel like is a good fit. So uh, I'm married to my husband, Luis. He is from Guatemala. We've been married uh, four years next week. So right. I mean that our our little engagement and wedding swept through the children's ministry community <laughs> when that happened because nobody yes. I think we all thought I was single for life as did <laughs> I. And God is kind. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so we have been married four years, which is crazy. And um and then we are foster parents and have a little boy who we've had for um, five months. And right. that has turned our world upside down. He's eight, yes. turned eight, living with us. We adore him. And um, he's a long-term foster placement, placement, if not further. So we shall see. But yeah, yeah so my, if I, I have a couple goals in life, one of them is to really, um, I want to see leaders I come alongside go further than I do. I want to be cheering them from behind. And yeah. then I want, uh, I want kids to encounter Jesus in a way that changes them forever. So most of what I do is just kind of wrapped up around those two things is helping leaders be the best leader they can be. And then man, seeing kids come to know Jesus in a way that literally changes their lives, their family life, their community life. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And you, you do camp speaking too, right? You're always I do. camps. I do, so yeah. I, I do love camps. your camp just, stories. <laughs> man, I just got back from a retreat in Rapid City, South Dakota. Yeehaw. Uh, and that was the second time we've been able to take our foster son with us. And it it's a whole different ballgame when you have your yes. own kid with you. 
who's not nice. your kid, but that's complicated. But yeah, <laughs> so I do that. I am entering your, uh, I think it's summer 12 years of camp speaking. Uh, I've done well over 60, probably closer to 70 yeah. camps and retreats through the, and it's, yeah. it is, I call it the tale of two cities. It's the best of times and the worst of times because <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Like yep. we, who doesn't love camp? Oh, but man. when you do camp for six weeks and then you're sleeping on a plastic covered mattress and you wonder why, you know, who peed on there before you got in the beetle, like yes. you get to the point where you're like, all right, I, it's August yeah. it's always like, give me a, give me a hotel at a resort. So yeah. give well, me a hotel room at a resort. So, yeah. yeah. And, and camp chicken nuggets. I mean, I mean, oh, really? Man. Um, I get I, so sick. <laughs> I take my own food a lot. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, that sounds really yeah. fun until you're at camp and you're eating mystery meat. <laughs> so. Yes. I, oh, yes. Yeah. I love doing camps. I've been doing them for your fact. Actually, just two weeks ago was at a at a elementary retreat at our uh, camp not far from here. Um, and yeah, that was nice because I could actually I actually got, was able to just drive back and forth, which I loved. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I didn't have to actually stay um, because it was a winter retreat and there's a lot of it was a lot of snow and ice that weekend. And I'm like. <laughs> I want my own bed. I I'm going to eat my <laughs> yeah. own food. Um, so, but Amen. I do, I love this camp and I love, yeah. Camps In fact, uh, man, during COVID, I actually got to go out to, to Pennsylvania and speak at a camp, but because of the regulations, I did six chapels a day. <laughs> now that's oh, a fun gosh. adventure. Yeah. Cause the little groups, little uh, groups. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was, that was an adventure and a half. And then I went back two weeks later because another speaker got exposed to COVID and had to quarantine. And I only had to do yeah. two because the regulations changed again. So it's this crazy world we live in, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So Same. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But yes, yeah. camps, camps are fun. Um, but anyway, well, yeah. hey, we always typically start off the, the KMC podcast with a why question. And so I'm not going to let you escape without one because um, so, my Sorry. listeners would go, Bring hey, what's wrong with Tom? Um, he's not asking the why. Uh, so tell me, why are you so passionate about kids ministry? Of all the things you could have done, why why children's ministry? What, what makes you so passionate about it? Oh, this is a fun question. Um, I've had a lot of years in children's ministry <laughs> to think about that and hold that. <laughs> Um, I'm probably more cerebral about it than anything. Um, all of the right things, right? Like, yes, kids are, uh, sensitive to the Holy spirit. God can change their lives. All of that. Um, a kids let make me laugh. Um, I, I just, I love it. I also, um, have never once thought that it is either a stepping stone ministry to something bigger or a leftover ministry. And I'm really passionate about that. I think it's actually the most important ministry um, that we can do in a church setting, in a nonprofit setting. Um, but I look at it really, really at like developmental psychology and just the idea that like by the age of five, a child has decided um, their, well, their concept of God has been formed. So I'm not a big pre-K person. Like I kind of like, oh, they're very small. Things are coming out of their nose all the time. But, um, but they, like their concept of God is being formed and has been formed. Uh, and then by the age of 12, kids have decided what they believe and then they start to defend it. So mm -hmm. I work with teenagers as well. I love working with adults. With teenagers and adults, I do a lot more um, reconstructing <laughs> and deconstructing. Um, and with kids, I, man, I, it's such a holy sacred, uh, mm -hmm. I, the fact that God allows us just shocks me. Um, cause <laughs> I, I shouldn't be allowed to some days, but that we get to be a part of helping them find a foundation to build the left, the rest of their yeah. lives on is just a gift to me. So I take it really mm -hmm. seriously. And I honestly believe I'm a little pie in the sky at times, but I think if we do children's ministry better and more intentionally, I think we'll find fewer um, reactionary ministries. So fewer yes. divorce care ministry, fewer Alcoholics Anonymous ministry, yeah. like not that any of those are bad. Those are all great. But oh man, if we could from the beginning um, yes. be a little more intentional. So that's a that's a really long answer. I kind of wrote a book about some of that even because yeah. I was like, this is so <laughs> important. So, but that that's probably, right. um, that's probably the heart of it. And I just adore kids i'm actually right now getting i have all my notifications off but every now and then i see it i'm getting venmo 
uh, money because I am going to buy clothes for three little guys in our community who don't have the clothes they need right now. And oh. so I put it out there and said, <laughs> I'm going to go shopping this afternoon. And so the basic needs that kids have, uh, yep. their ability to love, all of that I love being a part of, but man, watching them find Jesus, like I said at the beginning, yeah. encountering Jesus in a way that changes them forever is Man, it's yep. for me, it's a hope for the future. It's a hope for a new way that families look, a new of everything. So yes. I got excited yes. and I talked real fast. Don't be listening to this on double time. So <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. People know that they shouldn't when they, they listen to my podcast because I do the same <laughs> thing. But it you can't help but get, I mean, I was I was telling my wife about this interview coming up and she's like wow she sounds like your twin sister and i'm like yeah we probably were separated at birth somehow (laughs) because you're right when people ask me my why you just said it i mean it's it's why i go to camp it's why i i do what i do and why i have been in ministry for so long because i can't walk away from this um and it's it's what i love and uh, so i love i love that answer that was that was super awesome Um, so as you've been going through and riding this pandemic wave with the rest of us and, you know, being part of INCM like you are, I'm curious, what have you learned about children's ministry and kids during this pandemic season? Um, lots, all sorts of things. Um, I think, I think one of the things I've learned through it is I, I wasn't, there wasn't nearly as much of a shock value when it came to children's ministry leaders and kids as there were, I think for other ministries and other ages, because nobody knows how to pivot like children's ministry leaders. Uh, Like nobody knows how to adjust on the fly and how to adapt for what, you know? So I literally just felt like clapping all the time, like watching, like watching children's ministry leaders do what we do best. Like we don't know who's going to vomit on the floor from Sunday to Sunday. This does not happen usually with older people. And so I, that I wasn't surprised by that. To me, it was just like this beautiful opportunity to watch um, the children's ministry leaders that I love do what they do best. Um, and so I really saw that come out. The creative, we all like part of why we're in children's ministries because we're creative too. We know how to do um, a lot with a little. We know how, right. you know, we just, we're, we're <laughs> constantly having to adapt because kids are constantly um, changing. And so I, I started in children's ministry almost 20 years ago. Well, my goodness, those kids are totally different. Yes. Like the kids then are different. So, you know, we're used to that. Um, in kids, what made me laugh was, um, and I would, I talked about this quite a bit, but you know, we kind of acted like, Oh, this is a great tragedy. And I'm not saying it wasn't hard or bad, but most of the kids I talked to were like, this is the best time of my life. (laughs) Like this was (laughs) awesome. I got to be at home. I got to have no school. Now the long-term <laughs> effects, we're definitely seeing stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I think adults, we often like to put our understanding and our perception of what's going on on kids when kids very rarely have the same perception we do. Right. And so my, the kids I was with were like, this is amazing. I love COVID. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, you know, like, oh, now, you know, we're, we just, we're entering year three of yeah. a global pandemic and all that comes with that. And certainly we're seeing that. Um, but I, I saw a lot of what I was expecting, uh, happen. And I think what I'm seeing, um, I don't know if you asked that, but can I talk about what I'm seeing now? Like, yeah, go ahead. From go ahead. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Like yep. what I'm seeing now are leaders who are tired, um, leaders, yep. Who, and in fact, I just did a, um, I do monthly conversations where I bring in a guest and it's on zoom and we just hang out and it's free and all that. But I did one on, um, combating weariness in ministry. Cause I think children's ministry leaders, especially we know how to pivot. We know how to adjust. We're not great at making sure we're thriving instead of surviving. Yeah, and right. it is not sustainable to be in survival mode entering year three. And so we had this really intentional conversation, which I will have up for like access on my um, website in the very near future. So if somebody's interested in that, but really intentional conversation with a licensed therapist counselor, like how do we just, how do we not wear weary as our identity? What does that look like? Yes. Um, So I'm seeing that I'm seeing um, just a weariness um, 
And then I'm seeing in our kids too, which doesn't surprise me at all. They, they want to go deep. They, they have faced really hard stuff. They've seen friends die, family members struggle. They've seen families torn apart, torn apart over, um, you know, whether or not you get vaccinated and who the press, all of that. And they're, so when we give them, um, a pan kind of Jesus, they're like, no, I want meat. Like, give me the meat Jesus. (laughs) Like, so good stuff coming out of there. But, um, uh, I think for me, as someone who leads leaders, this opportunity to shepherd and disciple in a really unique way. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yep. yeah. Well, that's, you know, you, you're spot on with what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing yeah. too is, you know, and there's, you know, before the pandemic, you know, people were always talking, you know, we, we wore the, the, I'm burned out, I'm worn out, I'm overwhelmed labels. And we're still, we're wearing them, but they've gotten bigger. They've kind of come out in more neon um, since the pandemic with a lot of leaders. And you're right. I mean, uh, it's, it's scary on one hand, as I look at other leaders that I know and, and how they're struggling and, and obviously my ministry of restoring leaders. And that's what we do is, is come alongside a lot of leaders just to help them walk through this stuff. Um, but also to give them the retreats and those kind of things to say, Hey, let's, let's unplug for a few days and let's exhale. Um, let's, let's rest. Um, I think is, is, is important because again, if we're going to lead well, if we're going to shepherd, well, we have got to learn to, to crawl at the front of the boat next to Jesus and take a nap, um, you know, and, and not be ashamed of that and not feel guilty. I had, I had a leader say I feel guilty for napping. And I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, just Mm-mm. throw that one out at the evil one right now, because that's exactly, yeah. you know, what he's trying to tell you is you can't, you shouldn't. Um, and, uh, you know, he wants you to keep wearing that neon. I'm worn out label. Um, yeah. Be- because you're not well, as effective. And I think, well, and I think for some of us, Tom, I'm sure you've seen this too. It has almost become this badge of honor. Like, look how tired I am. Mm-hmm. Look how mm-hmm. Yep. Look how much hard work I'm doing. And I am always telling leaders that is not of God. And that is not yeah. the identity. Just like you're yes. saying, that's not. And so my thing, I mean, I burnt out really early in children's ministry. Um, and it was nothing to do with children's ministry. I was working for a really uh, toxic leader. I could, you know, yep. join all the podcasters talking about toxicity, <laughs> but I'm not gonna. But um, I, I burned out and really began to realize early, I was 23 realize, um, this is not the way God intends it. And it is not actually honorable for me to be so exhausted and so overwhelmed. Um, and I, so that's kind of my thing is too. Yeah, we are tired, uh, rightly so, but that is that, you know, like I was thinking about what am I going to put on in the morning and I'm going to put on (laughs) my, I'm exhausted and weary robe, or am I going to put my big girl pants on and go, you know, God brings new mercies every morning and I'm going to step into that. But I think that's, I think you're spot on with that is, you know, like our, that's our conversation we had last week. Uh, even Jesus said, no, <laughs> even Jesus yep. took a nap, those, right. those type of things. Um, but nice. I would say, and I'm sure you'll agree with this. I would say so often in the ministry world, we are applauded and noticed for all the work we do instead of when we actually do take care of ourselves. And that, yes. that's backward day <laughs> every it day. Is. Oh, so. amen. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's, um, I'm hoping will change. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, because we talk a lot about it. I mean, it's everywhere. I see a lot, unfortunately though, I see a lot of people using burnout to sell stuff. Um, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't set well with me. Um, but anyway, that's another discussion, but I won't get on my soapbox for that one, but uh, I don't like that marketing technique because again, no. yeah, I, I would love to come to a conference and not hear people talk about how worn out they are. I mean, being tired is fine. I, I, everybody gets tired of a hard seasons yeah. and we, there's seasons where man, you know, Bible school week, you know, week before Bible school, I should say, you mm-hmm. know, you got to grind and grind and grind and sure you're going to be tired when, when you've gotten all of that done and, and you're on the other side of it, you're going to be tired. I get it. But this chronic um, overextending ourselves and, uh, is, is dangerous. Um, and it's kind yeah. of in some ways come up to a pandemic level with leaders. And that's, yeah. I guess, I guess that's why we're seeing a lot of leaders walk away. Um, yeah. we're seeing a lot of leaders, um, that are, that are just, um, uh, 
ready to quit. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, so I, I don't yeah. want this to be, I like how your attitude and I hope people heard that, that, Hey, you know what? Make a choice to say, I'm not going to put that on today. Yeah. I'm going to choose to focus in a new direction because I think for leaders, if we're going to draw, draw people to us and we're going to, to, uh, you know, if we're struggling with volunteers, I've told people stop talking about how tired you are. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to say that. Yep. You know, right. Cause I mean, it's like, uh, if, if people at church see you already worn down, they don't want to be like that. So they're not oh. going to come around you. Um, yeah. and sometimes we don't yeah. talk about that as a problem with recruiting, but it really yeah. is a problem. It so. is a big problem. I'm really glad I was actually going to mention that. I think that we miss that so often and wonder, well, if I just tell people how tired I am, maybe then they'll help. Well, first of all, you're a real Debbie Downer to be around. <laughs> and second of all, <laughs> you are not modeling health in any area. Yeah. So that's, that's, we don't want to recruit people to unhealth. And, yep. and I yep. will say this too. I think, you know, for your listeners, I know you're going to have listeners who are working in an environment where this, okay, I'm going to choose today to walk in health. I'm going to choose to make sure I take care of myself. I'm going to choose not to wear weariness and, and pack schedule as my identity. That is not noticed and that's not appreciated. And I have worked in those environments where, I mean, I worked in an environment where if I did not work 60 hours a week and could document it, I would get raked over the coals in staff meeting. Um, and I was working on my master's and I was living on my own for the, you know, like all of this. And, yeah. and I had to finally realize, and I think it is a little bit harder, even as a woman in ministry, it's so extra lonely. I had to realize I yes. have to choose what I put on, whether anyone applauds for me or not, <laughs> I have to right. choose to be healthy, whether anybody else is saying great job or not. And and that is, that is where it feels really lonely because uh, there yeah. is actually more community found in weariness than there is in health. And, mm. and that's, you that's know, good. right there. So that's, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, that, that you're not alone. You're not, don't, yeah. don't buy into that. You're not alone. Um, but you mm. may feel really alone in the position you're in and in the community you're working in, because that is, man, I think that you're right. That is the pandemic we're facing right now. And that is, uh, boy, that is where the enemy is really just doing some of his nastiest work right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy part is, is we know that that's, I mean, I told the kids at camp last week, the devil doesn't have a lot of play it plays in his playbook. He yeah. uses the same stuff all the time. And one of the yeah. things that he wants you to do is feel isolated because he wants you to feel alone. He wants to isolate you because yeah. then when he isolates you, then he gets you to question and doubt and fear and, and he gets you to, to, to lose your identity in Christ um, yeah. and listen to all the things the world says you are. And, and I think a lot of us as leaders, we've gone there um, and, and, and we've let ourselves go there. And unfortunately yeah. we've got to find, we've got to, we've got to put on the armor and we've got to stand Um that's been my word for this year is to stand. And sometimes I'm standing in for other people and standing next to them as best we can. And sometimes I think that's the key is finding yourself that tribe and a community and, um, and, and getting around other people yeah. to say, Hey, look, I'm going to hold you up when you can't stand for a little while. Uh, I gotcha. Absolutely. Um, yeah. cause I, I think that's important for us. Um, so I'm curious, where do you see kids ministry heading in the, in the next year uh, or two or three? What, what are you starting to see change? Um, or are you seeing any change? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know I've had some discussion with other leaders and there's a concern of, you know, there's a rush to go back to what was normal before the pandemic um, rather than pushing into something new um, because yeah. we're comfortable, but yet then there are some people out there that are innovating and doing some stuff, but I'm just curious, what are you seeing um, yeah. as you've gone yeah. around? Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of what you just said too. I think there is, I think uh, one of the lies going on is that, man, if we could just go back to the way things were. And after a couple of years, you begin to forget that the way things were was not actually that great <laughs> in the first place. And, uh, we, we had volunteer struggles back then too. Yeah. And our curriculum wasn't what we needed to be back then. And our building was not, you know, and so I think sometimes that almost becomes an idol, like, Oh, we have to just go back to normal. Um, and it, normal is gone. There's a new normal. So what yeah. I would, what I'm hoping 
to see in the next year or two is really, again, children's ministry leaders who are throwing off weariness um, and then using the creativity that God has given them to go, okay, and now what, God? What's next? What do you have? And um, I do think the pandemic shed the light that should have been shed so much long, longer ago, um, but it really shed the light on the importance of family and the importance of understanding the church mm. is not the primary disciple or never was supposed yeah. to be. That is not biblical, all of yes. that. So my hope is we will continue to see um, the tension and the challenge of how do we engage the family um, and how do we not just tell the family what to do, but come alongside the family. Mm. Um, and then some of this just the creativity of what if it looks a little different than it did three years ago or two years ago. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I think I'm really beginning to see leaders take some deep breaths and uh, I'm excited about that. So I'm hopeful for what's going to come out of there. Um, uh, children's ministry isn't scaring me so much as some of the other areas of church that are just not seeming to be able to uh, yes. <clears throat> figure it out. And yes. so if you're in a children's ministry role <laughs> where you're getting there, but nobody else is, that can def so alienating and frustrating. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm, I want to see a continued push into family uh, as a foster parent. My goodness, I never like just a parent now. I never realized how dumb some of the stuff I sent home from church was <laughs> and how like, I'm like, seriously, like, and it's not to bash my, my own home church or anything, but yeah. you know, we, I think a month in he went to Sunday school and came home with um, something on like, I think it was the atonement of Jesus or it, like this. And I was like, this is awful. I'm like, this, why, why? I am not reading this with him. And so I, you know, I, I think children's ministry at times we can be a little tone deaf because we, um, we just do what we've always done. Well, of course we send papers home and of course this right. is what we do. And so I would love to see us kind of being a little more aware of what's going on. And, um, yeah. and again, and you know, this too, it's not about your curriculum. It's how you adapt the curriculum to right. the needs of your, of your community that you're serving. Yeah. And I would love to continue to see that, um, happening more yeah. and more intentionally. Yeah. yeah. It is critical to get to really know your families and where they're at and, and what, what do they want? And I mean, I know when, when we had leaders that were struggling with engagement and, you know, cause they basically, you know, I I've said it, we, we reacted really well when the yeah. pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, but now we're, we got to get away from just the reaction and start responding. And that means yeah. um, really listening to parents and saying, okay, now two years into this, three years into this, we understand you're still homeschooling and, you know, back to, you know, there's still the hybrid yeah. going, yeah. there's still all this stuff. We still understand that, that, you know, you haven't been discipled well as, a, as a, you know, <laughs> probably. And, and so it, for you to learn and say, this is how I do it with my kids you know, a lot of parents just don't know. And, yeah. and so I've said to a lot of leaders, I think we really need to do a job of, of really kind of focusing on discipling parents a little bit too, and saying, this is how it, a rhythm works. This is how you can do it. And don't beat yourself up if you're not sitting there having, you know, seven nights of family devotions, um, and, and doing exegesis together. And <laughs> yes, yeah, don't, but then well, also and you, you and I, we talked offline about, um, rural communities, smaller communities yes. that we're both a part of. And, uh, like literally the reason I'm going shopping this afternoon, I'm driving to the nearest city, which is a good hour away. Um, but one of the reasons is because I think, again, this idea of tone deaf is we think, oh, I got to disciple the family, but if you don't know the family, you don't know what they need. And right. so you know, I'm, I, I know the mom of this little girl that is involved in the after school program that I run at our church. And I went over to their trailer and on Wednesday and she couldn't get her daughter to think she goes, we just don't have clothes for her right now. And I'm like, well, not on my watch. Now that, mm. that would have been an inappropriate time for me to go. Um, you know, can I share with you about our Lord Jesus? And here's <laughs> seven things you should be doing to disciple that. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's where uh -huh. we if you do not know who you're serving and what they need. Uh, I mean, I always think of Jesus and his ministry. He met basic mm. needs before 
he said, oh, by the way, you, you yes. need to repent and be saved. And yes. so I think that's part of it too, is just, um, we spent too much time in our offices uh, with the doors closed and not enough time in yes. our communities and getting to know the people we're serving. And not even the people coming to our church, but the people in our community yeah. who need who need us, who need yeah. Jesus, who need Jesus with skin on around them. So yeah. um, I love that you said that, Tom, because that's I, that's where I'm living right now. I'm like, man, Good. I think right I now being it. Jesus and doing ministry looks a lot like going to buy close this afternoon yes. than making sure these kids memorize the books of the Bible in order to a song this weekend. <laughs> so yeah, right. it looks different. Yeah. Right. Well, that naturally leads me into, cause we started this is what, what would you love to see more in kids ministry? So obviously one is we need to, we need to really get to know our families um, better. We, and, and, Honestly, that means if that means throwing off some of the old stuff from the old, I mean, I call it the new now because nothing's normal right now. Nothing's going to be normal for a long time. So I just call it the new now because it's now and I'll react tomorrow to tomorrow's now and the next now. But as for kids ministry, where we are right now, there's a lot we can do. And sometimes it's just saying, okay, we're not going to do this stuff anymore because we do need to focus on something that's really critical and that's getting to know people and where they are and, and, and yes, loving them right where they are for right now, because yeah. we do that now tomorrow could open up another door for something else. Yeah, right. Exactly. So exactly. what are the things would you love to see uh, in kids ministry as you're dreaming of, of the future? Yeah. Um, I want kids to fall in love with the story of Jesus and mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty old school. I didn't think I was because I've like to always be very innovative and like brand new. And, uh, but I love watching kids get into God's word, not because they're winning a prize or because they, it looks good, but they're falling in love with the God who wrote the story for them. Yes. Um, and so even, I mean, I am old school. I was just at a camp last weekend and I was like, I want every kid to have a Bible and not every kid's going to come with a Bible. So I need you to make sure they'll have Bibles. And I do. I mean, it takes us a good 30 minutes. It feels like to get them to find the spot in the Bible I'm speaking out of, but to me, nope. that's worth it because nope. I want them. I want them to see that the story I'm talking about is not made up and that Miss Mel yes. is not adding to the story God's already written. And uh, so I always feel like, man, if I, if we can see some new things happen, let's have kids fall in love with the story. God's, I always say, look, the Bible and I have my Bible in front of me here, but you know, this is God's story. And I'll, yes. when, before I ever teach, I'll go, we're going to look back in history and look at something God did. And we're going to figure out what that can teach us today, because we're a part of God's story today. So you matter in God's story today. And I, I don't think we always do that. Sometimes we teach the Bible, right. like it is just a history lesson and yeah. just a list of stories you should know. Right. Um, so that's a, that's a big one for me. Uh, I always feel like I've done my job really well at a retreat or camp. If these kids go home, um, wanting to read the Bible more, uh, yeah. not, not cause they're getting a prize. Um, yes. but because they're going, Oh my word, this is, this is so cool. So that's a big one for me. I think we spent a lot of time focusing on information and not yeah. enough on transformation. And so I yeah. like to switch it a little because when you fall in love and as someone who fell in love in the last five years, that was life changing <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, you want to know everything about the person you're yeah. falling in love with. And, exactly. um, so I, I don't want them in here in the Bible because it is uh, an expectation. I want them to be falling in love with the God who created them and going, oh, what does yeah. that mean for me today? So, yes. Um, yes. yeah, so that's one. And then my other one would be discipleship. Uh, that's kind of the heartbeat of who I am. But uh, like I said, I want kids to encounter Jesus in a way that changes them forever. And mm. one of the things, and this is a whole other podcast, I'm sure, but one of the things I personally have found is. I have become guilty at times of making disciples out of myself instead of Jesus, mm. uh, because I put myself in the place of having all the answers or you need Miss Mel. So I'll say, you know, if you have any questions about God, let me know and I'll answer them. Or man, if you want someone to pray with you, I will pray with you. And I have been super intentional in the last five-ish years to be like, you have big questions of God. Why don't you ask God about that? And if you want yeah. someone to pray with you, I'll pray with you, but then you're going to pray too. And little, little teeny tiny things that are super intentional to where 
I don't want to raise a generation of kids that thinks they need to go through Miss Mel to get to God. Right. So, right. You know, you know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. At the, at the camp retreat, I just did. That was one of the things I told the leaders in the leaders meeting is look, ask a question, you know, but be okay if they don't have the answer and then say, well, let's, let's look in the Bible. What do you think? And, and then when you, when they ask you a question, don't be quick to give them the answer, but reflect it back to, and do the Jesus thing of, well, ask another question. So what do you say, see in the Bible? Yeah. What, what, where do you, you know, and, and yeah. And, and I was trying to get the kids to say, look, just talk to God. Like he's your best friend. Like he's sitting there and you're listening to him and, and read the Bible. Like he's written a letter to you, just you, yeah. it's his letter yeah. just to you. Yeah. And, and because, yeah, I, well, we're old school together. I love it. Um, and I hope morally, I hope more leaders get that bug um, because I do yeah. think this is the time. I mean, we're just at a season where I think being at the basics and, and just doing stuff like this, um, you know, I would love to walk by a small group and see them with all of their Bibles open, digging in, um, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, well, I mean, and, and- it, it works. And this is the thing that blows me away. It yes. works. Like, yes, I don't know where along the way we, we bought into this idea, like, oh, we have to make sure we have really fancy things to get their attention. Like, and I watched it happen four days ago when I open God's word and start reading out of it and, and d- diving into it with there's they listen and it's yes. weird. It's creepy. Even at times and I'm like, why are you listening like this? <laughs> it, that's because, you know, the word of God is living active and sharper than yeah. any two edged sword. And I, I mean, I could go on and on about that, but I do mm. think we, um, we have underestimated that real quick story. I was at a camp in upper state, upstate New York. And, um, I had a group of elderly people come and they were all like retired missionaries and pastors. And they're like, it's Melissa J. McDonald. And they're like, she's a children's ministry expert. So they came to chapel. They sit in the way back and I don't get intimidated easily. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm today bring the nursing home. What's happening here? But I was like, whatever. So I do my thing with the kids. So I go to lunch and they they call me over and I don't usually even sit with adults when I'm at camp. I try to sit with kids and talk to kids. I'm there for them. Nope. Call me over, but I'm, you know, the great saints are in the house. I will spend time with the great saints. And they said, well, no, we are trying it. We came today to, to find out the newest ways to talk to kids. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And they're like, they're like, can you help us understand it? It looked like, like, it looked like you talked to the kids. And let them get to know you. And then you open the Bible and you read it. And I was like, uh-huh. And they're like, <laughs> and they listen to you. I was like, I know, right? And yeah. they're like, we've been coming here for you. We've never seen a group of kids listen the way they listen to you. Oh, and you awesome. could tell they were just trying to figure out like, yeah, is, is there a magic seat? And I said, you guys, this is God's word. These kids are not all that different. They, yes. they were, we were created by God for God. And there is innately within us a desire to know him. So when you bring uh, God, but it was, it was a cute, they were probably all in their seventies and eighties. And they're just <laughs> like, so you wrote, like, you just, you just yeah. read and they list. I'm like, yeah. And I didn't have a puppet. I didn't have a special <laughs> song. I didn't like, I don't have a PowerPoint presentation yeah. and none of those are bad things at all. But it, right. I just, Man, God, a long time ago, convicted me of trying to jazz up uh, the story that he already wrote. Yes. This is the greatest story ever. So yes. that's a tangent I went off mm-hmm. on. Sorry. This is, hey, man, no. you're getting me fired up, Tom. This is good. This is good. Oh, well. I'm going to have to gonna... come back. Can you have I, me back sometime? Oh, absolutely. You're going to come okay. back and do another one um, or two, uh, three, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Definitely. yes, Definitely. you're you're going to be back on. Um, because, yeah, I, I mean... I'm sitting there and it was all I could do not to sit there and yell, amen, 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 go, go girl, preach, preach. Cause you're (laughs) right. It's, it's, it is truth. I mean, last summer I was at a camp in North Carolina and I went the simplest I've ever done. And I took, I had all my props. I've got all, I got a bunch of magic tricks and object lessons and I had all this stuff. I, I used maybe two or three through the whole week. Um, Honestly, I actually pulled out a little, uh, I made this early on in my children's ministry career and my, and one of the training things I went through, we actually made these, um, cardboard flannel boards, um, mm. that folded yep. up and I still have this fold up flannel yeah. board 
And I literally took these word strips and put them on there. I was talking about reading the Bible and prayer. And so I had these keywords and I used that. And the children's pastor in the back of the room was just sitting there. And he, afterwards he came up and he's like, I have never heard chapel so quiet. He said, those kids were writing. He said, I was watching the three kids sitting in front of me. They're taking notes of every, and these were fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders. And they were just chewing it up. And, and then the counselors come back and they're like, you should hear, you need to come by our window and listen into our small group times. These kids are great. And I'm like, and I told my friend, I said, you know what? I honestly was terrified to do this this simple because I'm used to being, I'm used to having all the fun stories and all the silly stuff and props. But this, that week, I just felt like God was just, just simplify and just teach. You know, I had my children's Bible that I always teach out of. It's my adventure Bible. I always teach out of that one when mm-hmm. I'm in front of kids. So they see the Bible that they're holding on to is what I'm yeah. using. And, and I, yes, I hope people hear that. Um, yeah. Okay. One more question that I got to dig into. Cause uh, yeah, we're going to have to talk more about this other stuff. Cause that would be a fun yeah, one for sure. So if, if you were talking to a brand new leader today, what would you say to them that you wish somebody had told you when you were first starting out? Mm. Um, my, I, I have such a heart for new leaders. Uh, in fact, I, I do coaching for new leaders. Yes. I have a six week coaching boot camp starting for it's called Children's yes. Ministry Leadership 101. Uh, that starts in March. Um, but um, the reason for that is because of that. Like I went to school for children's ministry. And I started in children's ministry and realized I ain't got no clue of how to do this. Um, and I will, I'll say this, um, what I talk a lot about leaders, especially when you're new, you go right into how do I build a budget? What color should I paint my rooms? Um, what's the curriculum I should be using? And I, I think in children's ministry, we serve so often out of a lack of a lack of volunteers, a lack of money, a lack of what we need. And I really believe like Jesus came to give us an abundant life. And if we are not serving out of the overflow of what God has done in us, nothing else matters. And it's not, it's not cool. It's not awesome, (laughs) but it is the best thing you can do is make sure that your relationship with Jesus is thriving. Uh, Mm -hmm. In fact, I just coached a leader out of children's ministry this week. She just resigned uh, because she, her soul (laughs) was weary her marriage was in trouble Mm. and it was an unhealthy place. And I'm not, I don't advertise that I coach people out of children's ministry. I don't think that's like a (laughs) slogan, but I care a lot more about leaders being healthy than I do about them staying in the job. So that would be that the, the other thing I learned early on, I, I, here's the deal guys. If you're listening to a leader who has not gone through deep pain, you need to stop listening to them. Um, because I just, I'm very convinced of that. I have a hard time. I can be pretty cynical. I have a hard time even trusting people that haven't gone through some deep wounding and pain. Um, and I've been through that. So, and I'm not saying, Oh, please listen to me, but I'm telling you, I have walked through deep, deep waters. And what came out of that was really this understanding that people are not kind and Jesus followers do not look like Jesus a lot. And, (laughs) um, I am not called to a certain church, a certain age group, a certain group of kids. I'm called to serve Jesus. Mm. And that might happen in a certain church that might happen in a certain camp ministry, whatever. Um, but because if, if I were to share my whole story and I get this all the time, how are you still in ministry? Because people were awful. Jesus was never awful. And if you can really, if you can really get your perspective in the right place, we blame, we blame Jesus for way too much of just stupid people doing stupid things. Um, but I have come out on the other side. I've been fired twice, maybe three times for technically just viciously handled by a lot of different Mm-hmm. places. Um, and I've come out on the other side each time being really thankful for Jesus and knowing that I was called to serve him. Uh, and man, if you can do that, you guys, if, if you can find like the wellspring of your heart in Jesus, that's what matters. And that's where yes. vibrant children's ministry happens. And that's where vibrant marriages happen and vibrant parenting happens. And 
that's what matters. And we talked about that earlier too, because that's, nope. again, it's, I don't know if I can say sexy on your podcast. That's not sexy. <laughs> it's not, it's not like going to be the coolest thing everybody talks about. Right. But, man, that's, so I do that a lot with young leaders. Um, the other thing I say to them all the time is um, God never calls you to something he won't equip you for. Um, right. You're rarely, you're rarely equipped for what you're called to though. So much like the Israelites had to step into the Red Sea and then God parted it. Part of that obedience is going, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. We all need to be in that place of, I don't know if I can do this. My husband and yes. I were up late last night going, we don't know how to parent this kid. Are we doing the right? And I, and I was like, honey, I think we're exactly where we're supposed to be. I, yeah. That that's why we need Jesus. And second yep. Corinthians four talks about like the fragility of we're fragile clay jars. And that shows that our power comes from him and not from us. So there's, there's beauty in feeling ill-equipped. Now that doesn't mean you stay there. You don't wear that as a badge of honor, (laughs) but um, if you feel like you got it all figured out, you probably need to resign and go work at Starbucks because um, (laughs) we don't need, we don't need leaders in ministry who know everything. We need leaders who go, man, I really need Jesus a lot today and tomorrow and the day after. So that was a little harsh, but yeah, no, that's, that's true. No, that was straight up truth. And, okay. and that wasn't harsh at all. And if, okay. if somebody felt like that was harsh, um, talk to the Holy Spirit about that. That's what I would say. Yeah, or shoot uh, us an email. We'd be happy that, to talk with you. That, that wasn't <laughs> Melissa. That was the Holy Spirit using her to go, hey, wake up. This is you. Cause trust me, I've been there too. Yeah. I mean, over yeah, my shoulder yeah. is my book. <laughs> I yeah, swear you, yeah. you could have written my book because your story, my, I mean, and you're right. I mean, but, but that's, and that's why I wrote Valleys Over Mountains. Cause I felt like when I went through those Valley seasons, I saw such beauty in God that I've never experienced before. Amen. And Amen. it also, every Valley experience showed me how weak, fragile, frail, and just how need of a guide in this life I am of, I need and, and how I have yeah. to stay shoulder to shoulder with him. Um, and, and I think I've learned the beauty of, of the whole passage of taking on the, the, the yoke <laughs> and walking shoulder to shoulder where Jesus says, you know, cause he says, you know, the life's not going to be easy, but when you put it on, when you put this yoke on the burden is light. And, and that just doesn't feel, I mean, in our brains, we're going, hold it burden and light. How did that, how does Mm -hmm. that work? Well, that's because Jesus carries that heavy weight. We might feel a little bit on our shoulders, but we're not feeling anything compared to what he feels for us and, and how he guides us through, but you're right. The abundant Mm -hmm. life. Ooh. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, See, now you got me all wound up. I'm just like, ah, um, and I want to keep going. I like this. (laughs) we're going to have to wrap up and I hate to wrap this conversation up. Um, but well, tell us more because yes, listen, if you're looking for some outstanding coaching and connection, you do need to check out her coaching groups. Um, yeah, she does have one coming up, uh, as this podcast is getting released here in early March of 2022, you're going to, there's still time to get right. Still get into your group. Absolutely. um, yep. Tell us where they can find it. We'll put your link of their website in the show notes, but tell us more of how they can, can uh, catch up more with you. Yeah. Uh, Melissa J. McDonald, Mac, like the farmer, not the burgers, uh, dot com. And you can join my mailing list. I do a lot of uh, just, Hey, here's what's coming. Um, I'm, I'm there for leaders and I have people, oh, you seem really busy. I don't want to take up your time honestly, please do take up my time. I would love to chat with you. Um, I do six week coaching boot camps. I have one coming up specifically that I haven't even advertised yet on, um, camp speaking. We're going to do a mini one, a three week one where I will, if you're speaking at a camp or VBS or something, I did this last year. I had over 20 people go through it and I'm already getting, are you doing it again? Simple stuff like that, that I can come alongside you. So you can find that out at my website, um, social media, uh, even more uh, in time is where you'll find stuff. So Melissa J. McDonald on Instagram and Facebook. I try to keep those really updated uh, with what's going on. So, but I'm, I'm here to serve you as leaders and love you and cheer you on. And uh, man, I wish 20 years ago, someone had just walked alongside and said, you're not alone. You're not too much. You're not too crazy. You're not too weird. You're not too loud. You are exactly what God designed you to be. And so that's, 
I hope that's my legacy in life is doing that for other leaders. So please reach out to Tom or I, I think you guys know that about Tom and (laughs) welcome to knowing that about me. If we can, we can link arms and be twins. I am all for that because that is a message (laughs) that needs to be shared. So yes, I'm happy to partner with you on anything you want. So, cause yeah, we're, we're thinking, we're thinking the same things (laughs) and our missions are very similar. And that's the great part about it is, is it's not, you know, I I want people to hear it because look, you know, we're not competing with each other. We're working together. And, and, and she has so many great gifts and talents and abilities that, that man, listener, if you, if you need something, reach out, you know, go check, check her stuff out, get into her boot camps. Um, They are awesome. And so thank you. Thanks for taking time. Um, Loved it. And uh, have fun shopping um, and and, and uh, serving your community out there. And and we will get you back again, Melissa. We have to have you back. Oh, on, for sure. So. Good. Thank so, you. Cool. Thanks for, for being with me. Thank so, you. all right, friends. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. As always, if there's anything that we can do for you, reach out. Uh, if you do need a place to rest and reflect and to breathe, uh, check out restoringleaders.org. Um, we've got some retreats coming up ourselves and uh, KMC Coaching, KMCcoach.net also has some, uh, we've got some coaching groups that are coming. Check out melissajmcdonald.com and see her coaching groups. There's options out there, folks. So don't sit there and listen to the lies of the enemy and think you're alone because you're not. So we're here cheering you on for sure. So thanks again for listening and join me again for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe. And leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.